Welcome to another episode of Search News You Can Use with me, Dr. Marie Haynes. This has been a really interesting week in the world of search. Um, Google's Danny Sullivan has confirmed that, yes, Google is in the process of rolling out some significant algorithm updates. And so I'm going to talk in this episode about my thoughts on this update and, um, you know, what types of sites are being hit and what you can do in order to recover. And we've got a bunch of other things to talk about. So um, let's get to it. So first of all, this algorithm update, we first started noticing some significant changes on September 27th of 2018. And uh, Danny Sullivan actually confirmed that September 24th, Google started to roll out what they call a, a broad core algorithm update. Now, um, Danny said, you know, Google does changes to the algorithm multiple times per day. And this is bigger than one of those changes. He also said that this update is going to take uh, a week or more to roll out. So I kind of feel like it was rolling out till about October 8th or so. Uh, and then for the last few days, as I'm recording it, it's October 12th today. Uh, the last few days, we haven't seen a whole lot of turbulence, uh, but we saw a lot of sites that saw changes between September 27th and October 8th. So if you saw changes at this time, I'm betting that you probably also saw changes on August 1st. So the August 1st update, we've talked about it ad nauseum. It is uh, mostly about your money or your life sites. The latest update, I really think, is a tweak to August 1st. And what I think is happening here is Google is really trying to figure out trust. Uh, so I talk a lot about EAT, expertise, authoritativeness, and trustworthiness. And um, one of the things that a lot of people ignore is this whole trustworthiness issue. And pretty much every site that we've seen that saw drops with either August 1st or with um, September to October uh, updates had some type of issue uh, in regards to trust. Now, Danny Sullivan did tell us in some tweets with the Google Search Liaison Twitter account that uh, the keys to creating great content, um, having a high-quality site, are in the Quality Raiders guidelines. And so uh, you'll see in the newsletter, I have a link to a post that also came out today with all of my thoughts on uh, what the Quality Raiders guidelines say about trust. It's way too much to unpack completely in this um, podcast, but here are a few things that I think could cause Google to distrust a site. So one is if you have authors on your site that are writing about your money or your life topics and they're lacking EAT. So for example, if you have medical topics and uh, your authors have no medical experience then or are not known as an authority in terms of medical uh, topics, then this could be a problem. Reputation issues can be a problem. We've seen sites that saw drops that I really think are connected to a low Better Business Bureau rating. That's specifically in the Quality Raiders guidelines. Um, if you have a site that should be referencing or that has the ability to reference scientific articles, that's something that needs to be done. Uh, Google lists that in the Quality Raiders guidelines that uh, wherever possible, scientific references should be placed. Um, you need to make sure that your articles are kept up to date if that's applicable to uh, your type of content. If you have articles that contradict science, that can uh, be a factor too. There are a bunch of other things as well, but uh, I really would, I mean, if you were hit by this update, I would encourage you to, you can read the summary in the newsletter, which is mariehaines.com slash newsletter, or uh, read the entire post, which is, uh, which is on my uh, blog as well. 
Um, and so I'm interested to hear, you know, if you have thoughts on that, please do leave me a comment. Um, I do think that these updates have something to do with links. I feel like uh, in October of this year, Google started to introduce links as another component of trust. Pretty much every site that we analyzed that saw significant changes in October uh, were, was a site that had a manipulative link profile. And some of them were sites that we did disavows for, some of them were not. And so I, I honestly do feel like Google is getting better at figuring out which links to trust. And this is partly based on uh, EAT. Uh, I'm going to be talking about that at uh, PubCon about the connection between EAT and links and how Google figures out which links to count. So lots of really interesting stuff going on. I know there were some discussions on whether or not this uh, update turbulence was to do with mobile first indexing. A lot of sites got their mobile first indexing email just before the turbulence happened. And so it's, I mean, it's a reasonable assumption to make. Uh, John Mueller said though that no, these changes are not related to mobile first indexing. So, um, you know, that's a good thing to know. If you haven't heard, Google Plus is shutting down. So uh, it's not a big deal for most people. Uh, I know some, there are some, some SEO groups that are still, you know, fairly active in Google Plus, uh, but it looks like Google's going to shut that down. So um, most of the people who are writing about what impact that will have on SEOs are saying, really, there shouldn't be much of an impact. Um, it's too bad. When Google Plus first came out, I honestly did think that it was going to be uh, even bigger than Facebook. And uh, they I don't think they did a really good idea of explaining how to use it properly. So um, sorry to see Google Plus go. Stat uh, has uh, put out a tweet saying that they're seeing a huge rise in the number of people also ask boxes in the search results. And actually, uh, Russ Hudgens... Um, Ross Hudgens uh, posted a thing as well saying that he was trying to look into a traffic drop for a client of his and rankings hadn't changed, but they noticed that there were way more people also ask box is in the SERPs. And so what happens there is that, uh, you know, people are going to be finding their answers in the search results as if you're seeing a loss in traffic, but not a loss in rankings, that could be what's going on. Um, Google announced that uh, Google Assistant is going to have some monetization options. This is something I haven't dug really deeply into, but the article that I read was really interesting, showing that Starbucks did something where they leveraged Google Assistant. I think what it was was that you could use your Google login in order to get to your Starbucks app. And they're saying that they had a, a doubling in conversions uh, of people ordering through the Starbucks app. So, uh, you know, this is something to look into. I think um, if, if uh, uh, some businesses may really be able to benefit from this. Um, there was a little bit of info on uh, if you have been moved to mobile first indexing, and we know that the cache is broken for these sites. If you do a search for cache colon your site, uh, you usually can see what Google's cache is. And if you've been moved to mobile first indexing, that's broken. A couple people have noted a workaround. I can't get it to work. So I don't know if Google kind of closed that loophole or what's happening um, or if I'm doing something wrong. But if you want to give it a try, there's instructions in the newsletter on how to do that. Um, let's see what else we can talk about here. Cause, uh, we've got, oh, oh yeah, the Google discover feed, which is the new way that Google is kind of showing people content in, uh, on mobile. And somebody asked, 
um, how can you tell in Google Analytics whether you're actually getting content from the Discover feed? And what somebody pointed out was that uh, uh, it actually comes across as referral traffic from googleapis.com, A-P-I-S. So if you're seeing that in your Google Analytics, it's people finding your content from the Google Discover feed, which is kind of cool. Those of you who use Bing Webmaster Tools, uh, we commented a while back that they took out the ability to submit URLs from the search results. And uh, now you can't even submit a URL to Bing through Bing Webmaster Tools. So something is broken there. Uh, and it seems like it's been broken for a while. So um, that's something to, uh, to know about. So uh, a great tweet from Cyrus Shepard talking about how to keep an eye on your EAT. When we do our site quality reviews, we spend several days reviewing your EAT. I mean, it's way more than just saying, oh, we've been in the business for 20 years and you've been in the business for 10, so we're better. Um, Authority really is an issue. And so one of the things that Cyrus recommended, and this is directly from the Quality Raiders Guidelines, is to do a site colon search for your site um, minus your brand name. Uh, Sorry, that's the wrong way around. Do minus site colon your site. So you're saying, I want to see results that mention my site, but are not on my site. And what you want to see is, are authoritative places actually mentioning your website or your brand? So um, for example, you know, if I do a search for um, mariehaines.com minus site colon mariehaines.com, I know that's a bit confusing, but what that's going to do is it's going to say, show me all the places that are mentioning mariehaines.com that are not actually on that site. So when we do our site reviews, what we want to see is, are you actually getting mentioned in sites that would be considered authoritative in your niche? And I'm not talking about like, oh, you published a guest post here, or you know, you had a self-made link somewhere here, or here's your profile on LinkedIn. I'm talking about other people legitimately talking about you. And if you don't have that, you're lacking the A in EAT. Uh, In order to have authority, Gary Ish has said this from Google, that uh, authority is basically, EAT is basically gleaned from what other authoritative sites are saying about you. So this is an issue that can cause a drop in rankings. Um, Interesting thought, uh, if you're seeing more crawl activity in Search Console, John Mueller has said that it could mean that uh, you are being moved to mobile-first indexing. So that's uh, something interesting to know. Although we've had a lot of clients recently that have seen increased search, uh, increased crawling by Google, and uh, they haven't been moved to mobile-first indexing. So either it's going to come, or it could be that Google is reassessing you in terms of EAT or something for a big algorithm update. Uh, A lot of the times, though, Google just decides randomly to uh, increase the crawling, and it means nothing. So I wouldn't put too much uh, interest in that. Um, it was an interesting tip on, uh, those of you who use Screaming Frog, uh, Dan from Screaming Frog sort of, uh, tweeted a thing about, hey, you can actually discover orphaned URLs, uh, by connecting Screaming Frog to your search console and Google Analytics. And so what it's doing, so orphaned URLs are pages that are not linked to from other pages in your site. It's generally not a good idea to have orphaned URLs. Um, And so one thing you might want to do is actually find like, oh, if we have some, you want to create some internal links so that search engines can find and crawl these pages. Um, So what this report does is it says, 
oh, here's a, I'm assuming this is what it does, is, oh, here's a page that, according to Google Analytics or Google Search Console, is actually getting some traffic. So, like, maybe somebody's landing on it after clicking on an ad or on a, a link from Facebook or something like that. And, um, uh, and we don't have any internal links pointing to this page. And so Screaming Frog will give you a, uh, a list of those pages, and then you can go in and improve your internal linking uh, if you want those pages to rank better. Somebody asked John Mueller whether .edu pages are treated as more valuable by Google, and the answer he said was, no, we don't give them more weight. Um, I mean, I think if you get a mention from uh, an authoritative .edu page that's a legitimate mention, then that can really help. Uh, but I really think that most of the self-made mentions, so scholarship mentions, uh, things where you've found a user-generated content blog, like a subdomain on a .edu site, uh, if you've made the link yourself, I, I wouldn't say that .edu is going to be any more valuable than any other site. Um, Google, uh, John Mueller also has asked this interesting question, what if you have two meta robots tags on your page. So John said, if you have like a robots, no index, no follow, and you also have a tag that says index follow, then Google will actually choose to, or to, to pay attention to the one that is the most restrictive. So in this case, if you have both of those, that page will end up no indexed. So if you have a no index, and I've seen this before. I remember years ago, I had a case where the page wasn't in the index and we were like, oh, but it says, you know, index follow. And uh, it turned out that there was a second instance on the page where it said robots content equals no index follow. Um, and so that page was getting no indexed. Uh, interesting news, Moz has acquired Stat. So Stat is a company that does a lot of really great stuff with rankings. Uh, you can keep track of your people also ask, um, you know, where you appear in those, where your featured snippets are. Uh, I've played around with it, although we're, we are not members of Stat um, simply because we just have other tools that sort of do that stuff for us. But uh, I'm interested to see what happens now that Stat is a part of the Moz team. So I think it's a really good partnership um, and uh, we'll be paying more attention to that for sure. Uh, into local SEO, there's a bug with Google My Business. Uh, if you have a business that needs to be manually verified in order to uh, to get verified, then uh, it's causing some problems and uh, you may need to actually connect with somebody at Google in order to get your business verified. So if you're having trouble getting a new location verified, then uh, the Google My Business Help Forum, I would guess, would be one of the good places to uh, to do that. Um, I've also seen that Google My Business seems to be pretty active on Twitter. And so you can send a direct message to them there, and that may possibly help you with that problem. Um, those of you who use Google Posts, and that should be all of you that have any sort of a local presence, uh, the post the uh, character count has increased dramatically. It was 100 to 300 words, and now you can put 1,500 words on a Google post, which is kind of neat. Um, that said, or I'm sorry, not words. Uh, it's a maximum of 1,500 characters. So maybe things haven't changed that much. Um, they're saying in the local search forum that the sweet spot for posts is around 96 characters because that's where things get cut off in the knowledge panel. So that's good to know. 
Um, I talked last week about this new attribute you could add in Google My Business saying you were a family-led business. And I had a couple people email me saying that they couldn't find that or the attribute didn't work for them. Uh, And there's a good discussion in the local search forum saying that uh, it looks like they've removed that. So I don't know if that was just a test or what. But uh, so the ability to say that you are family-led is no longer there. I do think you can still say that you are woman-led and also veteran-led. Um, but I don't think those have changed. Um, another interesting thing that, uh, Joy Hawkins noted was that some of the local listings have this little note next to them saying trending. So she gave an example of a restaurant search that she did and a particular restaurant was trending. So I am betting that this is gathered from uh, location information. So Google, you know how they have that map where they say, uh, or it's like a graphic that says, oh, it's usually this busy right now, or you can expect to wait uh, an hour for a table, something like that. Well, that tells us that Google can see how many people are actually in your business at the time, um, at any particular time. So if Google sees that all of a sudden there's like a huge influx of people that keep going to this one restaurant, then uh, you may get this trending thing. Uh, There's some speculation that that can improve your local rankings as well. Um, So things that we can actively do to take advantage of this. Number one, make sure that your pin is in the right place. Uh, You know, if you get a bunch of people coming to your restaurant and your pin on Google Maps is like down the street, Google may not recognize that they're actually coming to your business. Um, And then number two, uh, you know, encourage people to um, leave reviews for you, encourage people to use their phones. Uh, I know that's not, I was at a fancy restaurant at some conference I was at recently and I went out to a Uh, 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 this fancy restaurant all by myself. And so I was on my phone, I put it down on the table and the waiter came by and very discreetly put the napkin on top of my phone. Um, So some restaurants that's not acceptable, but, uh, but yeah, I think if you can encourage people to use, I I remember there was somebody in the local search um, sphere and I can't remember who it was, but said like, Hey, a really great idea is to encourage Android user groups to meet in your uh, in your your business, um, you know, because then you can get uh, lots of people with Android phones that will send signals back to Google to say, "Wow, like this business is super super popular." Um, so really, uh, this sort of follows all the advice that we always give: is just be a great business, and that's what Google wants to to rank. I know that's kind of vague, but. Seriously, Google's just doing more and more to say we only want to rank businesses that people truly do recognize as uh, as good businesses. Um, that's all we've got for this newsletter. So we're back to sort of a 20 minute ish range. I know our last episode was really long because I had a lot of uh, stuff to discuss. There's a ton of recommended reading in the newsletter that's really, really good this week. And so I would encourage you to look at that. Um, my team and I, a good number of us are off to the search awards. Uh, well, actually we're off to PubCon next week and we've been nominated for two U.S. search awards, which is really, really cool. Um, considering that just over a year ago, I was a solo consultant and now we have 10 of us on payroll. Uh, so five of us will be at, uh, PubCon next week. So if you're going to be at PubCon, then I I would love for you to come up and say hi. Um, and, uh, I'd love to introduce you to some of my team. 
Um, I'm going to be speaking on links. Uh, the topic specifically is supposed to be about local link building, but I'm actually going to share my thoughts on what kind of links I think Google is counting these days and how they know to ignore links. So I think most people will find that fairly interesting. There's a lot of theory in this talk, um, but uh, I, I'd be interested in hearing your thoughts. So um, hopefully you have a good week. I should mention that we likely will not have a newsletter out uh, next week because we're at PubCon, but early the following week we'll have another one. So have a great week. I wish you the best of luck with your rankings, and hopefully we'll talk soon. Mm-hmm.